everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. So Sam, my wife asked the other day, or did not ask me, it was kind of a quick question. She goes, you're not very good at directions, are you? And I said, where did that come from? (laughs) You're stupid. That's exhausting. (laughs) I'm stupid and I don't have a very good sense of direction. And you're tall. Forever ago, he was tall, but I had a joke grenade. His name, I will attribute him, but uh, he said it's a joke grenade because he's thrown out there and wait. I think that's one you should put the pin back in. I just <laughs> Once you Wait. throw that grenade, you cannot bring it back. Yeah. It's out there. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of the No More Leadership BS podcast. I am Jeff Geoff McLaughlin with Professionals of Play, along with my fellow podcasting geniuses. Is it geniuses or genius eye? I don't even know. I'm, genii. 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 Genie eyes. That just got weird. I don't know. But with the rest of the podcast team, we have obviously the other Jeffs. We got Jeff Conroy at Phoenix Coaching. We have, wait, sorry. No, Jeff Geyer at Phoenix Coaching. Jeff Conroy (laughs) Conroy Leadership. I don't know. There's too many Jeffs. Dr. Sam Jeff Jennings with 360 (laughs) Clarity and Miss Myra Jeff Hall at Jeff. (laughs) The Jeff is silent. And just for the record, I'm the stupid one. Okay, I got it. (laughs) Okay, I didn't get it until after midnight last night. Okay, this is is like an early morning thing. I'm working on as many cups of coffee as I can get today. We are here today to talk about one of those crazy things that everybody is trying to do, but sometimes has a hard time with, and that is fostering relationships at work. And what does that look like? And now I am not an HR professional. I am, I've never been in that role dictating what kind of relationships you can and cannot have and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. I always figured, you know what? If you can't say it in front of your grandma, don't say it at all. Depends on who your grandma is. Mine was like a sailor, but I love her. So the thing is this, is that fostering those relationships and really being able to be more than just coworkers, but being friendly and taking that to the next level of, hey, wait a minute. These are people that I actually want to spend time with outside of work as a positive effect in the workplace. Now, I know that some places, for example, are much more challenging to do that with. I have a friend who works out at, he's he works for one of those big companies, I believe it's called Amazon, and they recently had their uh, some significant layoffs. And I was looking through his social media feed and he put it out there, if anybody needs to come talk, please come find me. I would love to have a conversation with you. And I didn't know what was happening because I don't pay attention to the news. I don't read the newspaper or watch TV. And so I checked in with him just to make sure he was all right. And I asked him what was going on. And he said, a bunch of people got laid off and it's really negatively affected our team because we lost some really important people who are not just doing good work, but they're actually making work a better place. And I thought that was a very telling statement. So when you are actually fostering those relationships at work, the added benefit is the engagement level of people when you are actually taking the time to get to know your people, to have 
engagement above and beyond just what the workplace is. The reason that we have that coffee station or the water hole or whatever it is, is so important so that we can actually engage with each other on a basis other than just work. So I'm going to ask you guys, because I know that you guys all have experience in different realms and different regions and different, different kinds of work. What are some of the things that you have done to help foster those positive relationships in the workplace? Not just because it's a employee, but because it's another human being. What have you done to make that happen? I'm going to start over at Dr. Sam Jennings, because I know you've got a lot of work in the realm of helping people and especially those young people that are going through that transition from high school to college and dealing with parents that are in that situation, which can be really challenging. So what do you do to help foster those relationships in the workplace with your teams? Or did you do? What did you do? It was uh, it was a long time coming, to be frank. People who are listening. If you don't do this currently, there's plenty of time and space for you to make improvements and get to where I'm going to describe. Um, I have to think about work as you do work, you put up work, you get the work done. And that's just set all your life stuff aside and get the work done. Until I had an individual move, relocate for the first time to work where I was located. And then it was a completely different environment. They're having some real struggles. And it was absolutely necessary to let that person be a whole human and say, yeah, this does suck. Moving away from family, first time out, I get it. And that's terrible. We'd like to talk to somebody about that. It doesn't need to be me. It doesn't need to be your boss. Just we'll get you a connection somewhere. And we did. And we got that taken care of in terms of being able to share out. But if I hadn't had any true appreciation for the actual struggle they were going through, of course, it'd be very easy to say, you knew where we were when you signed on. So this is no surprise. So suck up and deal with it. Or the abstract of where you're moving is a lot different than the reality of living it. And if people can appreciate that transition as a leader, you can have the relationships that come through much more strongly and more effectively. They begin to assume people are going to show up, do their job. If you want to incentivize them, get even more money. That's not the case. The relationships are key, important, and take effort and energy, and they're goopy. Sometimes they'll work, sometimes they'll screw it up, and you'll Ask a question, you step into a big pile of goop and you didn't know it, but things happen. So one example of that goopy one was socially, not that employment, but I was talking to an individual and chatting about our kids because our kids are in the same playgroups and so forth. And asked him how it's going, how his work is going. And he said, said, I'm moving. I said, oh, so you've changed schools and everything? He goes, no, I'm moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it. <laughs> I see now. So it's going to happen. You're going to screw up things you won't see coming internally, suck it up and deal with it. And that's, of course, advice I would never give to somebody else, but you're going to make mistakes. It was off some race and move on. Yeah. I love that you said giving them space to be a whole. That's a really, just being able to give people, allow them to have grace for themselves and giving them grace as another person on the planet. Because we, yeah, like you said, we all make mistakes. We're all going to screw up eventually. Some of us are more perfect than other Myra. All right. All right. I get to <laughs> jump right in there. I get to, I get to, you know, I, the, what, the word that jumped right out at me listening to Sam was empathy is in, I'll go back to Dr. Covey. One of his habits was seek first to understand and then be understood. When you listen with the intent to understand and not to respond, you give people emotional space. You give them the ability to be a whole human and the safe, safety to be a whole human. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that your side doesn't count too, like you're at work. There's work that has to be done. 
But if they're not bringing the whole human to the table, that's your job to help them get there as a leader, as a good leader. That's your job to, but generally there's the world lives in ungrace. I call it right now. And for whatever reason, mm. this brought to mind, I'm, I'm not ever since the red underline in word that tells you when you spelled something wrong. I don't pay attention to spelling like I should. And I put up a post the other day and I can't even remember what I like saying. So it had something to do with that. And I got this snarky little comment that said, obviously it wasn't spelling. It was something about making yourself better or whatever. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it wasn't spelling. He, he, he. And there was six or seven people that joined the little comment. And at first, that was like, oh, I want to punch him out. Now I'm going to delete him. And and then I thought that obviously he has he has an issue or he wouldn't be making a snarky comment that it's basically backdoor. So I thought about it for a day or two. And then I thought, I'm just going to put there. Obviously not grace either, you know, because they missed the message of it and not the, because they were looking, they were looking to build them. When you bring somebody down to your level, you're already lower. And that's what they were trying to do. They, they were, were seeking not significance. They were seeking yeah. significance. They, yeah. Yes. And that's, it happens to be the name of my page in case anybody wants to go there, but they, it, but rather, in serving others, they were pulling others down to their level. So thank you for that little advertisement there. <laughs> Geyer, Geyer, just, Geyer just wrote passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that pass, is that passive aggressive, Geyer, to say, or grace? It was obviously missing. Uh, I well, First of all, I totally agree with you. Grace is missing all over the place. But to straight answer your question, yes, a little bit. And the... the which, which brings me to what I've been thinking about, and this is a great topic of Geoff, is that the times that things haven't gone or the times where I've made mistakes, and this even happens outside of work, just with any relationships we have, is when I or the other person in the relationship misread the depth of the relationship. Yeah. That always goes bad. And I think that's one of the things on social media, because we follow each other, we think we have some kind of relationship and we really, we do, but it's really shallow, not a depthful relationship. And because of, I think because of the distance that social media allows between us as individuals, we say stuff and type stuff like Myra's example, that snarky comment. We do it with impunity. We go, you know, what's going to happen to me? Whereas if that person was standing right in front of you, it would be much harder to make that comment without having some kind of deeper relationship. Mm -hmm. Conroy, you and I can harangue each other pretty good, but that's because we've got a relation, a, yeah. a grow. In fact, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, I would say a growing and deepening relationship. And so every once in a while, romantic. Make each other laugh. It's, it's romantic. <laughs> I wasn't ready to tell the world that. Okay. Well, five listeners will hear it. <laughs> um, you can hear it in the voice. It's in the you voice. can hear it in the voice. And I've misread the depth of the relationship. You're absolutely right, Myra. The immediate response should be grace. I agree. I, there, there was no point in doing that. They weren't listening to, to understand. They were listening to respond. Yep. And that, I guess that was my point of the story is we, if we can learn in our relationships 
to understand where the other person is coming from, which is the very def- definition of empathy, to understand their situation as much as you can, more than just the surface, then you create a bond that is very hard to break. I agree with that totally, Myron. One thing I'd add, and then I'll be quiet. Um, I, I used to think when I was a younger leader, younger meaning less experienced leader, and I, I don't think it has anything to do with age, maybe experience. And that's part of this podcast. We're trying to help people with the wisdom that we've gained. I used to think that as a leader, I was required, and I still think this, to pass out grace, to be very graceful with the people that I'm supposed to lead. And I always thought, why won't those people return the same grace to me? And because a lot of times they don't. And that's just now I'm hearing Conroy in my voice, right? Or in my head. That's just the way it is. And to really lead and influence people in the way that that you should, you have to dispense grace regardless of what you're getting back. Yeah. Which is really hard. It, hard. In, yeah. in my background in the nonprofit world, you're dealing with, I've said it before, the demographic is people that have master's degrees to people that have an intimate knowledge of the federal correction system. And you always have to dispense grace and respect. Yeah. Respect. And I'm going to say 65, 70% of the time, I never got it back. Because that's not their way. They're, they were a little bit more, that's their paradigm. That's not what they, that's not how they were raised. That's not their experiences. But I think we as leaders need to have that grace. And I don't want to say take the high road because that sounds, but I just think we need to display the leadership and respect that we want back. I have to jump in. Yeah. I have to jump in here real quick because that made me think grace is something that you give not to get back. Because if you're giving grace to get back, it's a transaction. It's and it's and, not and grace. So maybe I use the wrong word. I think you. I was just illustrating your point, actually. Yeah. You're because if you're, me, but that's okay. oh, wipe the red off your face. Come on. <laughs> 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 but no, I, it was it, that just really supports your point. Right. Is when you when you give grace and you expect to get it back. It's a transaction. Even on my webpage, when you open my webpage, it says it all begins with a relationship. I'm a big believer in the relationship. I'm a high eyes. I'm all about the relationship. And even when I lead people, it's about the relationship. It's I want to get to know them. I want to know about their family. I want to know where they came from. I want to know what their hopes and aspirations are. So maybe I can help them moving down down the road. We would have potlucks. We would have Christmas parties and Halloween parties and costume parties. Just a chance for people to interact and have fun. Because work can be work. And especially in the nonprofit world, it could be heavy work, like mentally heavy, heavy work. How many hours we spend at work? A lot more. We do. At home. We do. Do. So it was always about the relationship. And I got some amazing, I still do have amazing relationships out of those. But there were those pretty big percentage where people are just there. Yeah. I heard it numerous times. That's above my pay. I had many people. That's about my pay grade, but no, I'm giving you an opportunity to improve your life and better your life. And they don't see it that way, but that's neither here nor there. But it, to me, like I said, it's all about the relationship and it's about building, building friendships. I would joke and say my, my undergrad is in, in music ed. I should have been sociology because I think people are interesting. Right. Music was great. I was a really good music major. It was, music was great, but yeah, people are incredibly interesting and I love hearing people's stories. So, so that's when, it, Jeff, as you were going through the, the list of uh, things you'd like to know about people, I'd just like to um, remind our audience that there's an important letter between stalking and talking. Obviously, <laughs> I'm teasing, but one of the things that, that Geoff did mention is the relationship building. Just because you make a connection with somebody doesn't mean you're besties now. And I have seen people who take that one 
data point where they overlap and then assume, oh, we're yep. the best of friends forever. And assume yep. relationships more than it is, like Geyer had mentioned. Yes. And when you behave more, I'm going to say intimately, you know, constantly we're not going to a PG-13 level intimacy, but more ready to get into somebody's deep depths of their life than they're ready for, then that relationship is going to go sideways. So being cautious mm-hmm. to really be sensitive to what the other person's ready to share and how they're ready to engage is a big piece of this puzzle as well. Yeah, everybody is different. I everybody. That's Sam 100%. Yep. That's, that's, I mean, that could be a whole other conversation about trust and knowing when and how and where, like that having that discerning attitude and that discernment of knowing when, because that's a big one too. And for those of you that are looking to build that relationship better, I got one quick one for you that is a super simple thing that's easier to do. At work, oftentimes, one of the biggest things we'll ask is, how's it going? Or how you doing? And part of that is because it requires very little energy because we know that 99.9% of the time, the response is going to be, doing good, thanks. And then we're going to move on with our day. It doesn't actually take energy to go into that conversation because most people will not want to dive into that. If you want to start developing a stronger relationship with people, instead of asking, hey, how's it going? Ask them, hey, what happened? What was good that happened yesterday? Now you are doing two things. One, you are in the past. So you're asking them for an experience. And number two, it's positive. You're asking them to say, what's something that happened that was good? And if they say nothing really, oh, why not? Then you now lied to me. Conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah. You can drop it down a level and say, okay, cool. What was the least crappy thing that you can always what go? What you hate hey. the least. Right. What you hate the least. Yeah. Exactly. So you can lower those levels, but those conversations actually help you to develop a deeper relationship in a positive manner with your coworkers and the people around you. And actually there's a bunch of brain science behind it that I can totally geek out on that I absolutely love. But since we don't have enough time, we won't go there. But so you guys, all you leaders out there that are listening, all those people that are going into leadership that are already there, you know exactly what's going to happen is there's sometimes going to be pushback and you got to be ready for that. Give yourself grace as you're trying to foster those relationships and do the best you can with what you got. And if you happen to need help or you happen to come up against one of those really hard nuts to crack where you're just like, I just can't get through to this person. You know what? You've got five people here that are more than willing to help you out with that because we've got different perspectives. We've got different tools in our tool belts and we'd be more than happy to help you out in that process. So please feel free to reach out to us via email at askus at leadership, no more leadership bs.co. Or you can find leadership. Us- leadership. Leadership. Yes. Yes. Leadership. Yes.co. No. Wait. You do it again. Give me some grace here, people. I'm tired. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. Okay. I got it there. And, or you can find us on Facebook. Same thing. And leave us a comment, questions, comments, anything like that. And as always, from all of us, thank you so very much for listening. We appreciate you, all five of you. I think there's 12 now because we've got people in other countries, which is awesome. We're, We're very big in, big in India. Big We're big in India. India. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. We look forward to seeing you all again next week. Have a great one and go out and make the world a better place. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Letterbuck. Bye.